Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You go for it, our kid. Hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Flats and Shanks podcast. I'm the first one, Flats, and he's the second one. I'm oh, number two, Shanks. Who do you work for, number two? We went on uh, rugby to, I don't know if I mentioned that I used to play for England um, for a, lo- a long England career. Um, my first tour was in 2000, my last tour was in 2010, so that's a decade in the England team. Um, long time. Technically didn't really play many games, but um, we went to Australia and New Zealand and they were like, right, there's no them and us, yeah? It's no them and us. Uh, but the first team's on this coach and the other team's on this coach. Um, and you basically can't you can't train together every day, can you? But we had an MC on each bus and Haskell was the MC for the test team, number one. And I was MC for the second team, number two. So he was number one for the whole two and I was number two. And we still have absolute lads bants and call each other number one, number two when we see each other. What year was that? 2010, it's just, people think I retired 20 years ago, I didn't. I retired basically 18 months ago, not a, lot, a bit longer than that. I didn't think he was playing in 2010. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. He was there. He was there knocking people about. Um, uh, it was a good, that was a good tour, actually. Um, Jono basically said to me, Jono was the boss, he basically said to me, how's your body? I said, ah, not great. Yeah. I won't use the rude word because we don't swear on our podcast. How goosed is it? And I said, ah, not completely, but yeah. He's like, all right, well, if Payne or Tim Payne, if Tim Payne twists an ankle, you can start. Otherwise, we'll keep you in a twos, yeah? I said, good idea, mate. And then played the first A game against James. James O'Connor was playing and everyone was like, there's this young kid they reckon's good. He's a midget. Let's get into him. And he scored a hat trick and they took him off. And um, Where's he now then, mate? He, Where's he now? Exa- yeah, exactly. I came off and Jono was just like, I played 80 minutes. Jono was just laughing at me when I walked back into the changing room. He was just laughing. <laughs> he said, how are the lungs, mate? <laughs> I, said, I said, leave it out, mate. Leave it out. <sighs> yeah, the last hurrah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, there's, there's why you're called number two. That's it. For yeah. all the wrong reasons. For all the thong reasons. Um Look, how are you? How's your first of all, let's ask the rugby question. How's your body, fella? Good. Good. I think I've got over Rowers arm, mate. I think it was my technique. Yeah, so mm. I'm back. I was worried about that. Yeah, but you still got a pull. 
Yeah, but it's a pull right at the end. Use your legs. Keep your arms straight until the last minute. And then you have a little pull. Mm. Sometimes you have a cheap pull. You know that when you've got two seconds left. Of course left. you do. Um, you do. But body's all right. Body's all right. Golfing later today. So, Oh, Tommy. Pretty much the best you know day what? of my life. I knew I knew you were golfing this afternoon because you told me the day. So I, It's Monday morning here, folks. I was going to send you a text because uh, I know you go to bed before I do at night because you're not because you're a bit square and I'm kind of mad. And um, I was going to send you a text saying, uh, "Any chance can move pod to two or three p.m." Cheers, boy. Just because I thought you'd wake up and you'd be like, Ugh! but I thought you'll be up two hours before me stewing on that. <laughs> so because I, I knew you wouldn't want to interrupt your golf, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't ask this podcast to come before your golf now. I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Um, you know how mad I get. Um, yeah, but I. I'm up before six, mate, so I might turn my phone off, though. I don't often go to sleep, but I turn my phone off to switch off mentally. You're still going through texts and tweeting about how great Meryl Streep's character is in Big Little Lies too. God! Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I watched 1917 last night. Oh. That's why I turned my phone off, because I wanted to what? enjoy it. What a film. That's so good that you turn your phone off for movies. I don't do that. We'll talk about that in a second. That's a really good little I turn, skill. Well, I turn it off a lot. After about sort of seven, eight o'clock, I put it on night mode. And only certain people, sort of texts Me. or or calls will come through. And I'll, I'll check it now and again. But I wanted, I wanted to enjoy the film. Um, I heard a lot about it. I thought it was excellent. Excellent. How film. good is that? Yeah. And the way what that Sam Mendes has... Managed to manage to make out like it's just one long shot is oh. is brilliant. I mean, I know Birdman was like that as well, the film Birdman, but I've not seen that. But this, I thought it was, I thought it was amazing, amazing film. How it just seems like you know, there's no retakes, there's no cuts. It's just acting all the way through, like EastEnders live. Yeah, it's just exactly like that. But oh. also, I I love the fact that. Um, they weren't rock star actors in it because you know like, if you put like you know Brad Pitt in there, he could have done as good a job as anyone else in the world or whatever. But I quite like the fact that you, they these were meant to be two normal blokes. Yeah, and you and it's not hard to put yourself there because and sometimes when you get like a lead role, it all becomes about the actor. You know, like a Tom Hardy or a, or an Al Pacino. Mm. You know, you're just engrossed in their character and the way they act and how good they are. But yeah, you're right. These two are great actors, the, the main two characters in it. Um, Blake and Will Schofield, I think it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. And then, But you've also got some great actors in it as well, haven't you, all the way through? Um, so I can't remember. Yeah. My memory's terrible, mate. We'll talk about that in a sec as well. Um, Mark Strong is in it for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Would you call me? Uh, so yeah, it's good. I um, really enjoyed it though. Worth no, watching. That's great. The only the only bad thing is, is it cost me a bit of money. It cost me like thirteen quid because I really oh. wanted to watch it. It's not out to rent yet on Sky, so I had to buy to keep. You know, oh. they get you. They get you. They're clever, crafty. Oh. I've got so I many of them. That. I just can't. I just couldn't be bothered to wait another week. I really wanted to watch it last night. Had my heart set on it, and uh, just thought, oh, I'll just do but it. But it's all about perspective, isn't it? Cause like, if you, if you and I, like, when if we went to do our pod at a services in you know, a Costa or something, and it was like, oh, do you want a toaster? Yeah, go on then. Do you want a uh, cortado? Cortado, go on then. 
And it was like, whatever, you ever get a couple of sarnies, bottle of water and a coffee, and it's like, £14, please. There you go, Chief. What? Ding. But you go to watch an epic movie that at home, you're like, no, that is five ninety I'm not paying that. That well, is a joke. It's the same with you with Succession. On at you for ages and ages to watch it. Like, nah, I can't afford it. Can't afford nineteen ninety nine. It's like, wow. Sell one of your sovereign rings. Sell your earring. Whatever. <laughs> uh, no, not having it. Not having it. And then you bought it and you think, ah, actually, that's amazing. Um, I've I've made a, I've made a very large purchase actually, um, which I wasn't going to tell you about, but now I am. Another holiday uh, home. For, but first of all, yeah. Uh, but first of all, let's talk about my memory. I have very real issues with my memory. Like, I just can't remember short-term stuff. Not at all. But I every single day, my memory causes me a problem. I thought about it last week, and I think it's seven days in the last seven it has caused me to forget something that I was meant to do or say or call or something. That's what diaries are for. Everyone's got a bad memory. But I tell you yeah, what else was in it, it um, off the top of my head, was Colin Firth, um, Richard Madden. He was also in 1917. Can't remember. Can't remember. Richard Madden was his brother at the end. Plays the bodyguard. Yes, didn't, um, didn't rate the bodyguard at all, as you know, yeah, controversially. Know. Uh, yeah. And Andrew Scott, who plays Moriarty, he was also in it. Um, yeah, gone. Um, yeah. Well, I, I just. Googled 1917 to remind me. You're good. Me. You're good. I love that film. I thought it was a, I thought it was a brilliant film. Hmm. Um, anyway, so your, your memory is bad. I think it is. I can't remember. No, it is terrible. It is absolutely terrible. So it's it's literally like, you know, everyone walks into a room and forgets what they've gone in for. I realise that people forget things and hopefully that is just me. But honestly, like, it's, can you make sure you get this from the shop? Yeah. What do I need to do to remind you to get this from the shop? Oh, it's fine. It's in my mind now. 30 seconds later, walking out the door. What are you getting from the shop? No idea. Mm. Getting this. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, got it. Milk and that. That's the only thing I'm getting. Get to the shop. Doesn't cross my mind to get anything except milk. Then it's like, watch a film last night, and it's like, and so I got asked a question yesterday, just as a, it's like a kind of running joke now. What did you have, what did we have for dinner last night? I'm like, um. Yeah, everyone struggles with that, though. Look, no. Do they? Yeah. So I, I couldn't, mean, I couldn't recall what we had for dinner i think like, a lot of it is concentration levels as well you know you could be mm. being told to do something and you it's sort of going in but you're not really processing it you've got to think about it a little bit and that's why you should write stuff down on your phone in your notes or write it on a bit of paper yeah. um because everyone's got poor short-term memory not everyone but oh that's good it's not that bad mate because you're pretty good at memorizing lines you're pretty good at looking at scripts and um mm. and remembering them you know for for the links you got to do to tv so you know if that was a the problem then I'd probably put you down, call a vet, get him around. That is true. No, you made me feel better about that. Um, Shall I tell you about my massive purchase? Yeah. So, Sarah, Sarah Church, Churchy, the lady um, you and I are kind of in brackets, sort of talking to her about some work stuff. She put on. We had a chat on the phone the other day, and I said I've got to go because I've got to, something like that. I've got to do the vacuuming, and I've got a Henry and I hate my Henry so much you can't believe it and she's like oh my god I hate mine as well we've gone through she's, this by the yeah, way she's, oh there you go memory so anyway I have just gone absolutely bloody mad and bought a new Dyson and new Dysons cost more than new houses or cars yeah you've told us this have I? yeah you told us you bought a new Henry a uh, new Hoover I said I got a Henry you said that uh, I don't know any do you better. see what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, you see what I mean? I'm well, not doing any other podcast, no, mate. But, it's just this one. But, anyway, used it yesterday. It arrived yesterday. But maybe it's just because you haven't got much else going on in your life, mate, at the moment. So yeah, maybe. you forget what we talked about. I mean, could have told the but same story. it's really good. I used it. Yeah? I used it and it was good. All right, should we, should we leave it at that? Have you seen the clip on Twitter of the, um, the dad dancing for his baby and playing Mr. Freeze as the baby lies down? No. His little cot? No. You haven't talked about it. Have you Have seen the two, guys, the, two, the two toddlers drinking Lucozade? I think it's the funniest oh. thing in the world. Oh, it's classic, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be like me and you on our next night out. <laughs> it's like they're absolutely smashed, isn't it? Yeah. I can't wait. I just can't wait for two things. Kids to go back to school for yeah. their benefit, for their benefit, um, and a couple of pints. Yeah. Sitting at a table having a couple of pints that isn't in my house. I'm a social drinker. I'm not a drinker. I'm not a home drinker, really. I have the odd glass, but I want to drink and socialise with my mates. So yeah. I might bring a couple of cans of Thatcher's or Guinness in the golf bag later today. You've got to play on your own, though. That's the only thing. But Oh, have you? Yeah. Mate mine's, oh, I didn't know that. Mate of mine's teeing off behind me, um, so I can shout to him now and again. But he, he has to tee off behind me because he can't hit as long as me, so he's never going to... Yeah. He's never going to th- uh, hit bombs at me. I'm, nev- never, I'm never going to be in distance of getting hit by a ball. Yeah, once you're more than 50 yards away. There Wasn't there a golf match played on telly yeah. without a crowd? And Rory McIlroy said something. Oh, you tweeted it. He said something funny about money or whatever. Oh, but... Yeah, it was maybe, it was um, Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson versus who was it Matthew Wolf and Ricky Fowler in skins. So it's, it's a money um, game. So if you draw the yeah. whole... It carries on to the next hole. Um, it's sort of open for everyone. If if you're not very good at golf, you could win a skin that's carried on from three or four holes, and you know you'd be doing quite well. Anyway, I think uh, Matthew Wolf. He's got this really funny golf swing. It's like a baseball swing. It's like the knee buckles in and then comes out. It's like he's swinging a, a baseball bat. Anyway, he's I think he's 20 years old, and he's given he must have given Roy McIlroy a little bit of bants over a four-footer putt. And uh, obviously, McElroy drains it, picks a ball out and just looks at him and says, um, that's two FedEx Cups worth 25 million. Youngster. Um, Very good. Yeah, what else are you meant to say to that? Yeah, thank you. Could you lend me 50 quid, please? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, it's, a, it's a nice version of... Um, Gordon Tallis, who played rugby league for the Brisbane Broncos. Is that the greatest tackle like, ever? Yes. I can't remember who he tackles. Yeah. It's in the origin, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but he, he just drags him by his shirt and throws him over the touchline. But Gordon Tallis was like, it's almost like some people forget that he was such an awesome rugby player. He was just a brilliant player, but he was so violent that people forget. It's, you know, so he, that he was brilliant. But he, um, like towards the end of his career... There was a young, I think, I think his name was Ben Ross. I could be wrong on that memory again, but it could be wrong on that. But he, um, someone said, he's basically this young buck was, he was coming towards the end and this young buck was coming through and he just said something to him. And Gordon Tallis just absolutely battered him like UFC style in the middle of the field. Can't condone that, obviously. Comes off and basically has a press conference and it's like, mate, you know, now and again, you've got to make sure that people respect who you are, what you've achieved and where you've come from. So, Sometimes people overstep the line and they have to be given boundaries. 
Yeah. And you're like, you can't, you can't talk to people like that. It's like, oh my God, he didn't even apologise. He's like, well, he said what he said and that's what happens with me. <laughs> I love it. I and all the journos are like, well, he shouldn't have said it, should he? I had to do it to my kids yesterday. All they wanted to do was go on their iPads. <laughs> Touch them outside, filled them in. Said, don't tell your yeah. mum. Um, <laughs> respect my authority. Yeah, cushion punches. Can we joke about that? Um, I had this. I had a day yesterday, like a, an evening last night, where it was like, right, the kids, you look at them, and you know, you just know your kids are completely exhausted. Like, your kids are knackered. They are completely knackered, and it is 5 p.m. And you're like, right, we've got to negotiate the next three or so hours till they go to bed. Yeah. We've got to negotiate that. It's got to, that's, that involves a meal time, which is where they, they're most emotional um, at times. So it's like, right, this is going to be tough. And we almost got there. We almost got there without one of them having a complete breakdown, but not quite. One of them fell apart. I've got this big Lego project um, going on at the moment. What and building? Um, building the Land Rover. Land Rover <laughs> Defender. Of course I am. You're poor it's quite kids. hard, actually. They, no, they love it. They love it. It was them that wanted to start. I was like, no, let's, let's do it when we got all day. No, I want to start it now. Oh. It's the only reason we came downstairs. I was like, well, no, I told you to come downstairs. Yeah, the only reason we came down is to do Lego. Fine. Be nice and we'll start the Lego. Okay, please, can we start the Lego? Yeah. Do two pages each because you can't do it together. Yeah. Do two pages each and then back off. And kid one, peanut head, got to the end of her two pages and didn't want to stop. And then bang, explosion. Hilarious, mate. It's like they're on remote, emotional remote control. Yeah, um, but school would be good. School would be good now. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I totally agree. We've got a guest who's going to come on in a little bit. Flats, Mike Bubbins. Now, um, yeah. You might not have heard too much about him. A Welsh actor, a Welsh comedian. Played a little bit of rugby, mate. So loved his weights as well. So you're really, gonna, you're going to have plenty to talk about. Yeah, um, I think he's got like a bar in his house and his garage. He's converted it into a seventy style pub. Um, yeah. Real funny, real dry. So we're going to get him on in um, in about five minutes or so. See what he's been yeah, up to. Yeah, that'd be nice. He's got a really good pod out as well. Um, I won't explain too much. I'll let him explain, really. Um, but I I like the, uh, I like the clip you sent me, the bike one. The tourist trap. So I did. Um, I went on there and I had to do a little cameo role, and uh, and he was on there as well. So yeah, he's really funny. I will have to put that tweet up a little bit later on, just as, just so you guys see what he's like. But yeah, really good. But so, his bar, his bar is cool. Like yeah. it's 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 not because it's not trying to be trendy. It is. Yeah. He's got Elvis Presley cutouts, horrible bar stools, um, loads of booze, a Pirelli calendar. Yeah. It's proper yeah. old school. <laughs> it's proper old. Loves school. the Green Bay Packers as well. Has, yeah. Has no, oh, does he? He's, yeah. he's an American football guy, is he? Yeah, I think so. I think oh, that's so. good. They're he's around. also got. Um, he also probably doesn't like blokes like you and me because we're doing part-time moustaches but he's full-time oh mate he's handlebar as well but yeah, he's full-time hank he's done some strange stuff he's done the unexplained with eggsy who's from goldie looking chain they're going around looking for ghosts it's a bit like a, <laughs> it's a bit like a welsh version of danny dyer going ghost hunting um, um yeah my, my kids love their song your mother's got a penis i heard it <laughs> on my phone and it's one of their favorites now so now like, when they're doing spotify in the back of the car I just hear that start and I'm like, doom, 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 doom. I'm like, oh no, girls. Mine got a, fascin- a fascination with um, sex on the beach. We were on a holiday last year and they could see signs yeah. all in the bars, you know, for advertising the cocktail, sex on the beach. And they're giggling every time. <laughs> and they made me order one. 
a lady come over. I said, excuse me, can I have, um, can I have sex on the beach, please? And I look across the list. Because <laughs> 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 hilarious. Uh, even I find it a little bit funny. Um, but That's great. Yeah. Um, right. It's great. Shall we, um, shall we get old Let's Mike get on the on. phone? Yeah, because I want to talk about his look as well, because he's... Yeah. He's from, another, he's from another time, isn't he? Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not actually sure of his age. I'm guessing 65. Um, well, I think he's, he's 45 I, or 46, so, but I think he looks a lot older. No, nah, I think he grew up in the 70s. That's why he's got a fascination with it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, think, let's do it. I think you're right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mike, brilliant to have you on the podcast. Um, we, won't go through the, we won't go through the half hour of technical chat we've been um, coaching you through. but People don't need to know, do they? No, they don't. It's good, they don't. good chat, though. Solid chat, wasn't it? We'll keep that between us. <laughs> yeah, um, But, Mike, what, what would you call yourself, mate? Would you call yourself uh, an actor, a comedian, mm. uh, a Dick Van Dyke, a weight, entertainer, oh, a weightlifter, entertainer's good, isn't it? A drinker. I think Flat has nailed it there. I mean, all those other things I've done in in the pursuit of entertainment. So whether it's drinking, lifting weights, playing rugby, teaching, uh, writing, acting, it's just a, it's just a probably my insecurities. It's just a craving attention, really. Whatever I've done, you've just done it for a laugh, like. Yeah, I just want recognition, really. Yeah, and I think I think that's all right if you if you admit that if you just admit your attention seeking, it's fine. Like if someone if someone ever insults me and says, "What are you such an attention seeker?" I say, "I was born like that." (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I got nothing left for you. I'm a weak person. I don't know what it is. I think um, I'd like to say that I had a a bad childhood, but I didn't have one. I just my dad's very like me. That's a problem. I think Tom knows my dad. My dad's ah yeah. 
growing, growing up in my household in the seventies and the eighties, it was it was a constant battle for for um, for airspace against my old man. Yeah, and uh, he also sports a lovely moustache as well. I mean, you can't see us, Mike, but no, um, it's a pity, really. Flats has got a a great great little tash going on. He Mine's has a little got bit. I've seen it. Well, you're, mine's a little. Mine's a little bit more Spanish, Mexican. You're strawberry blonde, though, Shanks, aren't you? So, yeah. Uh, when I grow it, 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 <laughs> when I grow it, it's yeah, strawberry sh- blonde. But, but yeah. yeah, mine's a bit. Mine's a bit more dirty. Mine's a bit more dirty. I look That's like fine, a, some sort of gangster. Um, Shanks's yeah. looks a bit wrong, like a bit, a bit sort of mm. um, legally ominous. I'd say. Yeah, the sort of thing and that you see a photograph, and, and the line underneath would say, "Before turning the gun on himself." <laughs> yes yes and uh, finally top topically that is a, that's a real worry for tom's close friends at the moment um but uh, i i i want to know this i want to know about your um I, I, how's the, what's the best way to say this the 70s vibe uh, right. that seems to sum you up very nicely the the clothes you wear the look you go for mm. having your house made to look like uh, the set of Space 99, driving a... Yeah, yeah. A do, I want to know about that, but I, I primarily want to know about the 1973 Cortina Mark III 2000E. Um, proper stuff. Yes. Well, I love that flats, stuff. At the Momo Flats, it's uh, it's off the road. I took it up to a place in Panath to get, um, which is places outside Cardiff, to get to finish the restoration off on it. And then lockdown started. So oh, yeah. at the moment, it's, it's off the road. It's, it's, in, uh, it's locked up. I can't get to it, but... Yeah, nineteen seventy-three. So the five door is it? Not not the three door super speed. It's the five door, but it, with a. But what I've yeah, what I've done that. is I've had a tobacco vinyl, uh, brown tobacco vinyl roof put back on. Oh and yeah. Tobacco brown vinyl interior and dash. Oh. With tobacco brown carpets. Wow. And the original white Ford Ford uh, color scheme on the paintwork. So, uh, yeah, it's a piece of work that. Oh wow. The space nine 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 thing. My sister saw a photograph of my house on. Uh, we did a. Uh, she lives in the states, and I'm, I'm like a messenger thing. I said, "Oh my god, your house looks like Space 1999." I said, "That is one of the nicest things you've ever said to me." <laughs> I, don't, I, I just like I don't. Know, I, I like the TV. I love the TV from that time. I love the cinema. I love the look. I love the music. I just love it. Yeah, I love the smells. You know, my flares cabinet. I love flares. I've got. I'm one of the few yeah. people in the world that can probably get away with. Uh, Brown corduroy paisley flares, which I, which I wear. No, you can't, mate. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't. Actually, so I, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it might only be you me and me that, that think you can get away with it, to be honest, mate. Um, how do you, how do you get, how do you get stuff to? Because I've done, you know, if you fancy dress, if you go to fancy dress with Shanks, he's always the best dressed. So I've tried to do well on, you know, seventies themes every now and again, mm. or a bit of Elvis or whatever, and I can't get anything to fit. And you're a big bloke, so how do you get clothes to fit you from the seventies? You know, the key is, Flats, is America, okay? Because you and I would be, you know, uh, we'd be borderline anorexic in most of the USA. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's not a problem. I mean, I get more stuff sent over from there. So my Paisley shirts and my and my jeans and my flares, I just get them sent over from the Jeez. US. A lot of FUBU yeah. stuff coming in the post, is it? That's the one. Weapons. You got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the other thing to do is to go to places where... Um, They'd have been wealth. I think seventies fashion. If you go, if you go secondhand shops, the problem is that seventies people. If you watch the videos and the film from back in the day, they weren't big people. They were quite skinny. So unless you find like an, an affluent area, so I tend to go to sort of sometimes Cowbridge secondhand shops because people would have been fatter and better fed in the seventies. 
Yeah. But also, <laughs> so, yes, though, yes, whatever yeah. clothes you buy, Mike, you're going to, yeah. it's going to be something in the back of your head saying, ah, someone's died in these. You know, I'm wearing a dead yeah, that's person's good, clothes. Though, but... I mean, like, is is that bad that. thing? Is that bad thing? I feel imbued, I imbued with their personality sometimes as well. Yeah, I mean, I know you're. I know you're into all that unexplained stuff because you did a bit of a series mm. with um, Eggsy from Goldy Looking Chain. Um, have you ever Indeed. seen a real ghost? Or I don't know, Tom. I don't think I have. I'm, have you ever been um, touched by a ghost? I've been touched when I'm looking for a ghost. That's oh. not the same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Eggsy's into all that thing. sort of thing. Is it? We did. We did uh, five um, series Eggsy. on the radio, and then one very disappointing television series. So. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Disappointing for whom? For you or for everyone? For everyone. Watching? I think there was no winners, really. It was, uh, it was, it was <laughs> Loose, an absolute Loose. shambles. Well, yeah. you, you said that's disappointing. I enjoyed I enjoyed it. But you also did a great uh, TV series. I'm not sure if it's still continuing or not, but um, The Tourist Trap. Oh, now, yeah, that was good fun to do that. Fantastic. I had to show Flats some of it. He's seen some of it, but I had to show him the little clip of you on the bike, which is just... <laughs> It's it's, it's, oh, it's, it's comedy genius. Um, I well, mean, you, is that is that stuff pre-scripted, or are you, are you just going off the flow there? You going off the cuff? Well, you came in. You did a brilliant. I'm not just saying because you're, you're on now, mate. But you're, you came in and did a cameo, and you were, you were superb. So you'll know that it's we get like a, a storyboard for it. We get a storyboard for it, but there's no there's no dialogue as such. You just sort of come up with it, which is nice. So we can just get on with it. They'll tell us what needs to happen at the start and how we need to end, and then everything else is up to us, really. So that was. So Mari that I work with, played my wife, was, was superb in it. Well, that yeah. bit when I saw you, and they said, listen, the, the deal is that Wynn, who's my character, uh, he, he sort of knows Shanks, but Shanks thinks he's a bit of an arsehole from back in the day. And, and um, if I can say that. It was easy to play. It was easy to play. So when we turned up on yeah, so when I turned up on set, and I'd never met you before. And I sort of, uh, I think I, I give you a arse a smack, and I, I kiss the top of your head and give you a little hug. And then we took our seats in, in the scene. Yeah. And then the director said... Uh, how long have you known Tom? I said, I've never met Tom in my life. He just said, rugby boys are weird. I said, yeah, they are a bit weird. <laughs> they love they to be are, kissed. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you you played a lot of rugby, didn't you, in Wales and abroad? So what? Um, yeah. What's your what's your, your rugby history, briefly? I don't need it from under eights, mate, to be honest. I've got stuff to do today. But Okay. If I go, if I go, go under eights. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like decent level at senior school, so 18. So like I was in the Welsh school squad and then I got sent off. And then I was in Welsh youth. I knackered that as well. So then I went, played for a team called the Glamorgan Wanderers over here for a bit via sort of Cardiff youth and Cardiff under 21. And went to Canada. I just had a bit of a breakdown. Went to Canada. I told John Scott to F off about 10 times in a meeting, which was a really bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I've met him before. Lovely So I went to, uh, yeah, he's a cracking fella. Um, so I went to Canada for a bit, played, played rugby over there, really enjoyed it, came back, went to Uwit, which is now Cardiff Met, and played there, told some people there to F off, got dropped. Um, back to the Wanderers for a bit, and then I went to the West Country, and I, I played in like club rugby around Bath and uh, down in Exeter and that. And so, yeah, it was good. I, I just love rugby. I've, I've always loved it. I, I, I think physically I was, I was pretty decent. I think mentally I was probably a, a liability to, to some teams. Yeah, were you a bit aggressive? I, just, I don't. I don't think I was. I don't. I, I like. Well, Where's your cutoff point with aggression? Yeah, you know. I think I wasn't. Di- I don't think I was dirty. Do you know what I, mean? I, I think I was. I, I. I do miss the old rough and tumble of the old days. I don't think I was. A, I wasn't a cheap shot artist, but I did like. I did like the old uh, the nonsense. Yeah, but I don't think I was a. You know. 
I liked it to be well. I wasn't I wasn't averse as a flanker to to, to you know a knee a knee in the kidneys and running off. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, dead right. But as yeah. as Gary Powell, the Welsh the Welsh prop, said to me once, we've known each other a long time. He said, "A cheap mm. stock, a cheap shot, still a shot, boy. A cheap shot is still a shot." <laughs> Whoa, what a, what a thing to live by. I was just getting I was getting off the floor once in a game, and he just as I was just standing up from this rug, he just knee dropped me right on the point of the hip, and oh. I was like, oh, is the, I, it, "I reckon it's what it's one of the most painful things that ever happened." I didn't play for like four weeks after that, well, and I was like, "Ah." And he looked at me, he said, still a shot, boy. Still a shot. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't walk off the field. That had, had to help me off. We played uh, against Treviso. Player. We played against Treviso um, while I was in college at Uwick. And, uh, and I got knocked out, spark over about 10 minutes by a flanker who looked like Dolph Lundgren's big brother. But the, the nice thing about that was uh, we'd had a bit of a tangle earlier with me, him and I. And no one sort of wanted to have a go at him. So I, I took it upon myself. But he was a lot bigger and older than I was. And then uh, apparently he walked into a liner. I don't remember this because I was unconscious. Um, pushed the number eight who stood behind me out of the way, a bloke called Matthew Green, and said in broken English, which, is, which I think is stylish, but I didn't hear him say it, number six, your game is over. And then just gave me a haymaker from behind and nearly broke my jaw. But I think that oh, yeah. the, the class to, to preempt that with, with, with that sentence says a lot about the Italians. Yeah, I yeah I think so. There was I remember playing in um, a game pre-season friendly in inverted commas against mm. Agen. Shanks, don't know if you played oh, in that. Yeah. We we played Agen, we played in Agen twice pre-season, and both games got called off before the end. Um, and that didn't happen a lot at sort of pro level, you know, as you know. So oh, we there was it was just awful. It was just it was it wasn't even fun. Like it was so violent. So we stood up from one scrum running off, heard something and turned around and Roman Magellan, uh, Shanks' mate, our prop was just flat on his back, asleep, he had his nose broken and oh he'd been gosh. smacked with that from behind. You're like, this isn't fun anymore. So we're like, right, next next, next time it kicks off, we are piling in. We're not having this anymore. 99. So just after half to, yeah, as soon as it kicked, I was with Stuart Hooper. We were both quite young fellas and he's DOR at Bath now and someone, one of our players stupidly high tackled one of theirs. It kicked off and we just flew in. We flew in, throwing punches, Lovely. getting chinned everywhere. And I hit um, Philippe Benetton, the back row, with a peach of a shot right in the forehead. And um, it did two things. It, it knocked him over um, and it broke, quite badly broke my right hand. Yeah. And um, he, he stood up laughing and I remained on the floor in agony and got taken off. And uh, yeah. as, we, as I, was, I, I was genuinely relieved to have broken my hand. I was quite relieved to get off there because at some point you're going to get killed from behind. It was bloody horrible. Well, being this Italian, being this Italian dude, had tangled earlier. The referee sort of came over and the bloke had punched me in the nose, and the referee didn't send him off. I said, you're not going to send him off for that. He just punched him right in the. He said, "Any more lip off you, I'll send you off." I said, "Fair enough." So when he when I got knocked out cold, eventually, and it was it was days before HIA and stuff. So I had the smell and salt and sort of came round and got back on my feet like Bambi on ice, and and the referee came over and said, "You okay, Owen?" Have you sent him off yet? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I played the second half, but only on the proviso that he wasn't going to be back on. So, so yeah, yeah promise. You're into rugby. Um, yeah, I love rugby. Yeah. When did when did your sort of break come? Um, if you've had it yet, I'm into, waiting for it to be honest. In, I'm in, into the world of of comedy, of acting, of singing. Well, I stopped Personally. playing. Funny enough, it was an injury. I, mean, I was I was teaching PE and I was I, I was playing for the Wanderers again. Um, just signed a contract, uh, and Shanks and Flats esque. I gave a bloke in a, in a, a swinging arm. It was it was 
bit of a naughty one. But as I, I hit a scrum half in the, in the forehead with a swinging arm, and my scrum bicep, fine. My, <laughs> my bicep just detached and ended up under my shoulder. So he was he was whinging about it. I was on the floor in agony, and I couldn't play anymore. My arm was completely gone. So um, I was a bit of a lost end, a bit of a lost end on a Saturday. So I started singing. I, I was going to the clubs doing a bit of singing. So I used to sing yeah. after rugby games wow. and bits and bobs. And then um, from that, I ended up. I think I was watching the office. I think back in the day, watching the office, and there was the whole storyline about Tim and Dawn. And you know, I, I saw. I've always been into comedy. Never tried it. And I, I went along to a comedy writing workshop and I got the wrong day because I'm a bit of a tit when it comes to organising stuff and um, it was a stand-up comedy workshop that week I thought oh, I'll just go home this you might as well stick around and do this so I did a did a stand-up workshop which I probably wouldn't have gone along to anyway yeah if I, if I, and I just really enjoyed it and then I ended up doing stand-up and doing some open mics and doing a bit and then I did Edinburgh fairly early on and then on the back of that, started writing and doing other bits and bumps, yeah. So it's just, I mean, I've never really planned anything, boys, to be honest. It's just sort of bouncing around from one thing to the next. Just go with the flow. And have you also got a, um, a really good podcast out with Stefan Guerrero and Ellis James called, well, you tell us about it, Mike. Right, this is, I mean, I've known Stefan and Ellis for a long time, and hmm. we had an idea. I see Stefan on the school run every day. We're kids in the same school. He hasn't and, got kids. Um, what's that? He hasn't got kids. Like <laughs> <laughs> there was something of the night about it. Um, <laughs> Explains a lot now, doesn't it? It all makes sense. <laughs> so um, we talked about doing this because we, <laughs> we bought this podcast for a long time. And then, of course, the lockdown happened and all the sports stopped. So we just thought we'd do it anyway. So rather than sort of cover the week's sports and, and funny things in sport that week, we just cover things in sport since whenever you know we, we each pick a two youtube clips yeah uh, a week we each pick a, a documentary on a rotus or when you know, every three weeks we pick a documentary and then we just pick a you know a book each a sports book and we just talk about that and it was going to be fairly fairly sport based but obviously alice is a comic and i'm a i'm a i'm a comic of sorts and then uh it just became a laugh quick, you know, early on. So we, we ended up going down weird little foxholes and talking about Lionel Blair and Bobby Davro and Kimbo Slice. Yeah. And I mean, the best thing about it is you've actually got someone professional who knows exactly what they're doing when it comes to editing and when it comes to including oh, the sound in with yes, Steph Guerrero. Christ. I mean, because Steph, we got nothing like that Steph's on ours. Good. No. Well, Steph's good. We got shanks. Well, you've got me online today, lads. But I mean, Stefan will happily, he's one of those people who really knows his sport done everything when we speak to him and he's been to Vegas and covered boxing and yeah you know football rugby he's done, it, done everything in his sports career but he loves editing and he loves doing all the tech side of things and he loves putting things together and putting he music loves it. on you'd, you'd think with all with all that he's done you'd think he'd be a more interesting bloke to talk to wouldn't you yeah you would but it, amazing it is amazing fascinating covering the Olympics covering the World Cup no <laughs> nothing, no, absolutely nothing wants to talk us through you know his best edits <laughs> Mike, what does your uh, what does your lockdown look like? Are you managing to stay strong, lean, and fit? Um, are you doing any work? I'm doing or are you just watching Netflix and barbecuing. Yeah, I've come up with this this program I'm on called the Five K to Couch, which I've been doing now for two months. I started off quite fit yeah. and in shape, but now I look like a burst mattress after two months of lockdown. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't do much of anything at the moment. I can't get motivated. I, I, I keep buying stuff on Amazon that I think I'm going to use. I bought lacrosse trainers and skipping ropes and. Boxing gloves and pants, and, and I just think, I, 
I think in my mind, I think as long as I'm keeping buying fitness stuff, I'm doing something about my yeah. fitness. But I don't use yeah. any of it. And my yeah, yeah. my diet's gone to rat shit, really. I, I drink a lot of gin, so... Um, I'm one of those things are going really, really well for you. Um, yeah, it's going fabulously well. I keep having panic attacks and I can't sleep at night because I think I'm going to have a heart attack. Do we, really... do we need to keep an eye on you? Do we need to text you once every day or so to say how you're doing? Yeah, better? just, I mean, if I don't answer the phone after nine rings, just phone nine man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what was impressive though you did um, a little drinking challenge online um, oh yes uh, mate I was yeah. impressed with that and you weren't happy with your first go so you no. came back for a second and it was even better it was even well, better well I knocked a four seconder down it was probably pushing five seconds the first time and I wasn't happy with that I haven't done it for a long time um, yeah and I and also admire now... you I also admire you for for not even adhering to left handed drinking I refuse to do that buffalo nonsense that's, that's created by I think I said at the time six pint pukers Right. They're not but, not hardcore drinkers, right? Thirty second merchants. I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's what they are. Thirty second merchants are six point pukers. I'm not interested. So, uh, that, and then Cornell. Like, I mean, I mean Cornell's a weak Cornell's a weaker man than me morally. So he did his <laughs> he did his point. Someone pointed out the buffalo thing to Scott, rather than tell them where to put it. He caved in and did another left handed <laughs> point shortly afterwards. Of like really strong oh, yeah. silence. That was impressive. And I thought, well, I can't leave it there. I can't leave it with a five second pipe when Quinnell's knocked back mm. two points of cider. No, no. So exactly. I um I did a much more impressive one the second time round. No. It was good actually. You couldn't Thanks, you couldn't mate. chuck it on the floor a lot quicker than you did that, so I was very pleased for you. No, I'm sorry. I've got, sorry. I've got to the point now with I've got to the point with Buffalo where I'm so institutionalized mm. that if I yeah. sit at home, not lads, 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 I it feels it's Drinking with my right hand now feels like writing with the wrong hand. I almost yeah. can't tip a can or a glass properly, so I drink everything left-handed. So during during this chat now, See, I had a little coffee put down by somebody very kind on the right-hand side of my computer, and I just swap it to the left because I just can't pick things up with my right and drink them. Oh well, that's good. See, that's all right for you. I mean, yeah, it's like right for me. it's like playing yeah. with it, like playing with yourself. I always use my left hand because. When I was about 11 or 12, I didn't realise. I mean, this is days before sex ed was, was, you know, much better these days, obviously. I didn't realise that a gentleman's pecker you know, naturally sort of hung one side or the other. And I thought I'd sort of damaged my, my willy by, by using the right hand. So I switched to the oh. left. And oh, did never, you? I've never looked back, to be honest. Just to put this um, into context, Mike, oh um, Flats also <laughs> sleeps with a, a sock in his mouth as well. <laughs> your sock. <laughs> your, your sock. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. As long as yeah, it's not so clean. I, if, if people want to do buffalo, that's that's up to them. That's up to. Them. I remember when I was at college and them trying to get me to drink a pint of puke and all various things. I just I'm not going to do that, lads. And I think Ben Evans was with me in mind. So we're, we're going to make you do it. I said, who's going to make me do it? We are. I said, that's not going to happen, Ben, is it? And they said, well, there's there's thirty of us. I said, there's thirty of you. Yeah, but I'll, I'll just punch the first two. So it's whichever first two want to step up, well, that's fine. And then, I'll, then, then the rest, the other 28 can kick me in and make me drink a pint of puke. But yeah. it does rely on those first two. Being Justin Bunnell and the Chief. Oh, Christ. I mean, I would have done it then. Don't get me wrong. I'm not stupid. <laughs> no, but you, you, remi- you remind me a bit, you remind me a bit, um, like of Julian White. The, he played at Bridge End for a long time. Yeah, yeah. He played 50 odd times for England. And um, he, he liked drinking game like the next guy. But if someone took the piss a little bit, he just, his eyes changed. And it was like, right, your round. No, no, it's not my round. It's your round. Yeah, no, no, you lost the man. game. No, no, you cheated. It was deliberate cheat. And it was like, your round. He's like, what are you going to do about it? 
Okay, my round. He's like, right, neck it. No. <laughs> do that. No. As soon as you tell him to do something, he can't do it. He's like a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Well, just I the opposite. So I'll drink. I'll drink with anybody all day long. That's fine. But don't don't make me do stuff unless, like you said, you are Dale McIntosh, in which case I'll drink it. Yeah, you do anything. Hundred percent. Absolutely, absolutely terrifying. Hey, um, yeah. Listen, Mike, we're gonna have to shoot. Um, all right, Tom. Good luck with your golf today, mate. I know you're playing golf, so... Yeah, no, thank you, thank Enjoy. you. Enjoy. Make sure your dad social distances, all right? I don't want to see him, like, oh, God, having, yeah. a, having a pint with... He is a bit too intimate. ...with all the other lads oh. down there. I know yeah. he runs the show. He does. Good drink, my to wear some, Yeah, turn to wear some trousers this time as well, will you? I've tried. Believe me, mate, I've tried. You, you should have seen him on the school run. Hey, cheers, Mike. Really enjoyed that, mate. Cheers, Flats. <laughs> Take care, mate. Cheers, Tom. Hey, ladies. Cheers, mate. Tara. Ah, right, Flats. Um, that was Mike Bubbins. You'd love to go for a pint with him. You really Yeah, would. I think we're going to, aren't we, after lockdown. I want to go for a pint with him and Steve Spears and ideally Gary Powell. And Jason Fox. And we'll also, we'll get Chris Hoy in as well, all right? Yeah, we'll get them all in. Um, and, and Barack Obama. We'll I mean, get a Barack Obama. If there's one thing he needs to do, it's become a little bit more technical. He needs to sort his sound out. Um, don't know where he was speaking me. from. He was in a cave. I think he was in a cave. Worse than me, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Someone's worse than me. He was... Chris Hoy had to be all perfect, didn't he? He might have been in Damaragoff Caves. That's probably where he was. That's where he was. Mm. Um, hey, well done, boy. Hey, you enjoy your Zoom call now, okay? I know you get excited for him. Business call. Yeah, I've got God. a business call, haven't I? I better put some clothes on. Right, I'm going to go and um, do it. I'm going to just do a sit, sit down and wait for us to start. I'll look out Cheers, for you in front of Forbes magazine now with your business call. Right. Yeah, that'll be it. See Cheers, you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.